Spirit-Empowered Counseling on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. And known by many of you, I'm excited that Scott Mell is here with us today. He's a elder at Cornerstone Community Church out in California. He's been there 15 years, and he's an ACBC certified member. He's also the author of Loving Messy People, and uh, I'm excited to announce that IBCD, one of our certified training centers, is working with Scott to turn that book into a curriculum, a small group curriculum that's going to be helpful that released in October. And so we're excited to announce that here on the podcast. Scott also teaches biblical counseling at Eternity Bible College in Simi Valley. And so, Scott, we're so grateful that you're here, brother, and to talk about this very important, some people assume this topic, but a very important topic that we need to continue to keep fresh in our minds. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Great, great, great to see you, Dale. Now, as we think about biblical counseling, I just mentioned that um, all of us would respond to say, yes, of course, we should do spirit-empowered counseling. Uh, but the more and more we do this, Scott, you and I both know that how easy it is to to think, you know, somehow that maybe we're doing this on our own or uh, we start to utilize different things um, that are out there that that uh, sort of move us away ever so slightly from a dependence upon the spirit. I mean, if we talk about biblical counseling, we would assume this ought to be spirit empowered, but sometimes it's not. So is not all biblical counseling supposed to be spirit empowered? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's such a great this is such a great question because I think that we assume a lot of things. And when we assume that it's included, right? When we assume really, when we assume anything that is ultimately biblical, ultimately God honoring about our biblical counseling, we, we are in danger of uh, forgetting and, and engendering it in our counseling. It, this is true simply about biblical counseling, right? Mm-hmm. All counseling for, if you're a Christian, all counseling should be biblical, but we've, we've needed to clarify to mm-hmm. say, wait, counseling needs to be biblical in its content. Mm-hmm. And so we also, I think need to, to clarify and make sure that we're talking about how if counseling is biblical in its content, it, it also needs to be spirit led, mm-hmm. spirit empowered, spirit filled, because the word of God, not empowered by the spirit of God, mm-hmm. right? Falls flat. It is actually powerless. And I think sometimes we can just assume that because I'm using the Bible, because I'm, I'm telling you verses, then the spirit of God is just, is, is just going to work or I'm depending on the spirit of God. But I think we can even misuse the Bible by using it the correct way content wise, mm-hmm. but using it in a way that depends on ourselves that's instead right. of depending on God for the transformation that only he can do. Yeah, that's right. Where we make the counselor sort of the, the focal piece uh, in this whole process of change as if uh, we're the agent of change um, by our knowledge of scripture or our skill in utilizing the scripture as opposed to really being dependent upon the spirit. So a wonderful question. I think uh, we as counselors should always be examining ourselves. What are some of the symptoms uh, that we see where we see ourselves maybe becoming uh, less and less dependent on the spirit of God? Well, I think that the single most significant symptom of a lack of spirit empowered counseling is prayerlessness. Mm-hmm. Like when we fail to pray, even when we look back at our counseling and maybe recognize that we had failed to pray, 
right? Maybe I wasn't, I didn't pray in preparation. Maybe I didn't pray even in my own heart while I was counseling, while we were talking. Maybe even in a week between when I met with someone once and then met with them again, I I forgot to pray for like, if we're forgetting to pray, then it becomes very obvious what it is we are depending on for transformation. You, you know, if you think about, it's like forgetting to meet with someone, right? If, if, if you met with them one week, you say, we're going to meet on, on, you know, next Wednesday. And then you forget to meet with them. That would be a huge signal. You'd be like, wait, something's wrong here. Right? <laughs> I forgot to meet with the person. Like, I, I'm, I'm not doing this right. But if I'm not meeting with God about the person, then that's a a huge red flag that says what I think can change them, Mm -hmm. what I think can transform them, what I I think can bring about the the change that they need is something other than Mm -hmm. the work that only God can do. And I I think this, this manifests in, in other ways as well. I mean, I think it it manifests in, in overconfidence. Mm -hmm. I think when, when we just kind of walk in and Hey, you know what? I've, I've seen people change. And so I'm just going to, I'm just going to use the verses I've used the last five times. And you know, this, this should work well. We can really subtly begin to depend on ourselves, Mm -hmm. to depend on our skills, even just, even when we get an overconfidence in particular parts of scripture, Mm -hmm. you say, this, this, this transformed me. I'm just going to give it to you and Mm -hmm. boom, we're going to be done. Well, in one sense, yes, the word of God is transformative. But it is always and only the the word of God empowered by the spirit of God. And so um, I think that's something we, we need to be aware of because I, I, I'm afraid. I, I, part, part of why this is so important to me mm. is I've been deeply convicted mm. at how much of my biblical counseling can devolve into a dependence on myself. Mm-hmm. Using the right words, saying the right, doing the right things but not depending deeply, desperately. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's maybe a better way to put it. Mm -hmm. Desperately dependent on the spirit of God. If the spirit of God doesn't work, Mm -hmm. nothing's going to happen. No matter how good I say it, no matter how many Bible verses I use. Um, And so there's a desperate dependence that that ought to characterize our our counseling. And I think that it's it's really tempting Mm -hmm. uh, for it to not. Yeah. I think that's so important to, to acknowledge, man, we want to grow in skill. That's important. We want to grow in our knowledge of the scripture. That's crucially important. Uh, but to, but to think we can make things happen or allow change to occur based on our own abilities and skill, uh, we're not recognizing, recognizing our own limitations. Now, Scott, as you, you, you use the term desperate, man, what a, what a critical picture for all of us that we are utterly dependent upon God, literally for everything. Jesus says, what do we have that we did not receive? And that is so true. So now that we find ourselves in a desperate place, the, mm. the, the, the word of the Lord is beautiful and that he gives us consistent hope. Yeah. And so for us, we find ourselves in that desperate place, which we should often, how do we begin to engender that spirit uh, dependence in our counseling process? Well, I, th- I think it begins, I, mean, I, I always come back to John 15, right? It begins with abiding in Christ, right? Where, where, where Jesus said, I am the true vine, you and the father is the vine dresser and every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does, he, he prunes. And he tells us, he says, abide in me and I in you, because the branch can't bear fruit unless it's connected to the vine. And so I think that start, it starts with our relationship with God. I think it starts not even with, with spirit empowered counseling is the natural overflow of a spirit empowered life. Mm-hmm. Spirit empowered counseling comes from walking with God, walking with the spirit, walking, abiding in Christ, Mm -hmm. um, 
no matter what we're doing, right? In our parenting, in our uh, eating, in our studying, in that if we're living spirit empowered in that sense, spirit dependent, then our counseling will be, be spirit dependent. So I think it starts in that sense in a holistic way, just by striving and, and striving to abide in Christ. Um, I, I also think it, it looks like turning to Christ, turning back to Christ and, and, and approaching him for all sorts of different things we need in counseling. I mean, I think of turning to him for remembrance, right? John 14 tells us that the, the spirit of God is going to both teach us everything. Well, he's, he's, he told his disciples, he's going to teach the disciples everything and he's going to bring to remembrance everything that he said. And so I, I, I mean, every time I'm in counseling and I have the ability to remember God's word and I speak it to someone else. I don't credit that to my memory. I don't credit that simply to um, my, my study, although I, I have to diligently study if it's, you know, ever, yeah, you have to fill the, the, the pot, but I credit that to the spirit. Right? The spirit of God is, is working, is working in me, is working in the, in the context of our relationship, it, it, turning to him, not, not just for remembrance, but turning to him for wisdom, right? James one tells us that if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God and he will give it. And again, I, I feel like I lack wisdom in every counseling situation, mm. right? I am in desperate need for, of wisdom. I, I'm constantly feeling like I, I don't know exactly how to handle this. And so I, I turn to God for, for wisdom. And ultimately, I think turning to God for change. Mm. And then this is where I think the, that, that symptom of prayerlessness is such a, a big deal because what we want in people's lives Right, is not just to help them feel a little bit better. We, we want to help them become more like Jesus, mm-hmm. right? No matter what the struggle is, no matter what they've presented with biblical counseling is about helping people become more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. We want them to be more loving and joyful and, and kind, um, have more peace, gentleness, mm-hmm. right? Self-control. And, and these aren't the fruit of biblical counseling. Now, biblical counseling can help bring them about, but ultimately these are fruit of the spirit, mm-hmm. right? And so these are the things that only the spirit can do, only the spirit can bring about. And so we need to both beseech God for that change in those we're counseling and beseech God for, beseech God for that type of change in our own lives mm-hmm. so, so that our, our own counsel might be increasingly loving and peaceful and kind and gentle and, and self-controlled. And so I think as we depend on the spirit ourselves and as we just depend on the spirit in the lives of those we're, we're ministering to the, the beautiful thing about the spirit is, and the beautiful thing about God is when we seek him, he answers, yeah. right? he, he responds, he, he's there. And so really for, for spirit empowered counseling in that sense, all we have to do, all we have to do is turn to him. You know, I think this is one of the the types of subjects that uh, when we initially hear about it, we think, well, this is so basic. Why are we revisiting this? But this could be a topic that we we replay this podcast once a quarter. I mean, honestly, where we need to be reminded consistently, because one of the areas that I see um, on a regular basis where uh, counseling in general, all the philosophies that we see out there uh, that are that are trying to approach people and help people, um, when it boils down to it, it's an attempt to hijack the role of the Holy Spirit in the 
in the changing of the lives of people. And biblical counseling has something significant where we we land on, stand on firmly this idea that we are utterly dependent upon the Spirit of God by the Word of God to accomplish the work of God in the hearts and minds of people. And for us to constantly, intentionally position ourselves in this way is so important. But there's a danger. Mm. Not just as us becoming dependent, Scott, which we talked about um, on ourselves, but also that the scripture warns consistently over and over again. I'm thinking of a place like Deuteronomy 6, 7, 8, where uh, he tells the children of Israel, he, he, he reminds them of the, his commands and they're going into the promised land. But then he, and he talks about the blessing that's going to happen, but then he warns them, do not forget the Lord your God mm. who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Remember, I am the Lord your God who did this thing. For you in the land of Egypt, and I'm the one who's going to keep you. Why is it so easy for us to forget some sort of basic truth like this? That that <laughs> in biblical counseling, we're we're supposed to be driven by the Spirit. Why do we forget that He's the the agent of change? He's the one that can change people. Oh, in one sense, I I wish I knew because I, th- that is it is this is a struggle that I, that I continually have that I continually recognize in my own heart that, that this pull away to to just kind of do things on my on my own. But when I see it in, in myself, when I see it in others. Um, I, I really do attribute that to my flesh. Mm. I think we need to, to recognize that. I, I think sometimes we downplay weaknesses like this, um, as you know, well, it's, you know, I mean, prayer just isn't my strong suit. You know, that's just not who I am. I, I never would kind of really, well, oh, yeah, you know, I know it's important, but it's you know, a little bit harder for me. Um, and then we, we get more serious about maybe more obvious sins of the flesh, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, adultery or lust or um, hatred, things like that. But really any time that I'm turning away from a God centeredness mm-hmm. towards anything that, that has me at the center, that has me as dependent, that, that that's a manifestation of, of my flesh, of, of my pride and, and, and doesn't just need to be worked on, it, it needs to be repented, mm-hmm. right? Like every time that I, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this in particularly over the last year or two, every time that I sit down with a counselee and it strikes me, I, I haven't been praying for you, mm-hmm. right? We, we've talked a lot, but you know, the last few days, I, I, haven't, I haven't been thinking about, I mean, I thought about making a, an appointment with you. Mm-hmm. I thought about some homework assignments for you, but, but I, I haven't been praying for you. Um, I need to do more than just work on that. Mm-hmm. I think God in that moment is calling me to repent, mm-hmm. right? to, to repent of that self-dependence, to repent of that, of really that, that pride mm-hmm. um, and to turn back to him again and, and, and be reminded that because of Christ and the glory of Christ, biblical counseling, not only has the transformation of people as its goal, but it has the glory of Christ as its ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. And, and anytime that even in my own heart, my, my flesh steals that or, or, or turns it away from that, I, I, it's a call to, to that genuine repentance. Scott, this has been helpful. And thank you, brother, for, for visiting with us today to remind us of what I would consider to be first things important. Mm-hmm. And all of us can drift just like we see um, the, the churches in revelation, um, chided, rebuked for forgetting first things. It's important for us to consistently remember things that are first important. So thank you, brother, for reminding us of that today. Uh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. You're listening to truth and love, a podcast of ACBC. I want to remind you that Scott has written a book called loving messy people. I think you'll find it helpful as we think about these types of issues and, and how we engage people, with messy lives, uh, but doing that by the power of the Spirit. 
You know, his book reminds me of something that's very exciting happening in 2021. As we look forward to our annual conference, uh, Old Church Arise, Reclaiming a Culture of Care, we really want to emphasize not just uh, the importance of the church, but the necessity of the church, the church in, in total, the church as a responsible institution to care for the souls of their people. With Christ as a head, elders leading in the way in which they care for the souls of individuals, us as members of the body, encouraging one another. Scott's book is about that, and we're going to talk about that very subject to encourage you at our annual conference in 2021. Won't you join us? You can find out more information about that conference and how to register for it at biblicalcounseling.com.